Is it Wednesday again already? It's Wednesday! This is Amy. And Lexi. And this is Confessions of Retail. All the tea. Welcome Welcome back back to the the shit show. show. Episode 11. How are we doing in the... In our quarantine. Wow, guys. Uh, things are getting interesting. First, it was only three weeks of no school. Now it's six weeks of no school. <laughs> yeah. Or eight weeks. I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> We don't go back until May, and at that point, I don't really see a point to it. I know, but the kids, I feel the same for sure, like, what's the point? But then again, the kids really do need to go back to school. Not just because I don't want them in my house, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, they, they need to go to school. They need some sort of a return to normalcy before the school ends, I feel. What do you think? Yeah, I'm more concerned for, like, the seniors who are supposed to graduate this year. No, They, some of them have to have these credits just to make that minimum so they can graduate, and I would hate to see them lose the chance to walk the aisle, because right. that would be, that's mm. such a big thing to work for, and if you've earned it, it's unfair of it to get taken away from you. Right. Yeah, if it was me as my senior year having this right now, I would be screwed. Me, my senior year, I I graduated by the skin of my teeth. Yeah. So if it was me during this time, I would be freaking out. But e-learning wasn't a thing when I was in school. Right. (laughs) I feel like in the modern day, they could just Skype the fucking class. And I think a lot of them are. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't been in school for a really long time. (laughs) My kid... You know, she's in first grade, not senior year of high school or even in college or anything like that. But they have their daily e-learnings on their iPads that they got to bring home from school, which was really helpful. (laughs) (laughs) But so... Pandemic related. Okay. How was work? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I did one last night of dashing before... All of this shit show happened, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like 11.30 at night or midnight even. And I had to pick up this Denny's order and take it to um this kind of, I'm, I'm going to say it, sketchy apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> I get up to the apartment building. And I'm walking up to the door to open myself to let myself into the hallway. And as I'm walking up, I hear, I'm over here. Where? (laughs) And I just thought I was hearing things. Because I hear things all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, um, all right, moving forward. (laughs) So I just thought I was hearing things uh, because I heard, I'm over here. And I look around and I don't see anything, anybody, nothing just cars and so that i keep walking and they're like i'm over here and i'm like who who's over where and they're like i'm over here and so i walk around there's like these bushes on each side of the apartment building Mm -hmm. right this was like a friday night (laughs) and um this girl was outside of this apartment building peeing behind the bushes (laughs) And had me walk over there to her to give her her food. While she was peeing? Well, she was like finishing up and she was like pulling up her pants from peeing behind this bush out in public. (laughs) Well, I mean, again, it's like 1130 or 12 at night and she's drunk. Mm. She's like, oh, uh, hey, that's my food. And I asked what their name was and she told me the name. And it was one of those names that really she'd be the only one that know the name, you know. So I asked for the name, and she said the name, and I was like, all right, this is yours. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Mm." (laughs) you want it? Here you go. This is yours. (laughs) (laughs) So then, right as all of this whole freak out started happening and people started buying up all the toilet paper and everything, I went to the store to grab a couple of last 
things before being done with the store for, you know, the two weeks or whatever. And there's this mom shopping with her kid. And it was so cute because the kid had, like, a package of, uh, like, wipes. And he was, just, like, wiping down the entire cart. Like, <laughs> he's sitting <laughs> in the cart, but he's wiping down, like, every single, like, steel, you know, cart. But <laughs> just wiping down every single little one. It was so funny. And I looked at her and I was like, well, that should keep him busy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I've been avoiding going out in the public as much as possible, but I still have to go to work for the time being. <laughs> Same. So, um, I do have people coming into work still, you know, but it's not really all that crazy right now with everybody staying home. So, what about you, Lexi? You're lucky. <laughs> Everybody is not staying home in my area. Everything shut down, right? We we decided to actually give it a try and turn America off and turn it back on again. Didn't work. No, nobody listens. Yeah. We are like the biggest rebels of the wrong kind. Like, we want to stay at home unless you tell us we have to. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, man, I need to go out for this I thing I didn't need. I and do all of these things right now. <laughs> Look at my long list of activities, officer. I mean business. <laughs> this is a pandemic. I'm being serious. You need to stop at eight different Walmarts? Yes, it's serious. <laughs> Probably stopping fucking toilet paper. <laughs> Anyways, so um, the pandemic rules in our state, right? They got big. No restaurants, no bars. Um, yep. That impacted my DoorDash a lot. Mm -hmm. So let me just start off by saying not a lot in a bad way, but I do have to take a lot of extra steps. Like now I'm buying a lot more gloves and hand sanitizer than I used to. <laughs> I'm not hoarding it, you guys. I just want to <laughs> clarify. I don't have a stockpile. I buy it as needed. She bought a box, essentially. I got some. <laughs> um... I'm using gloves to handle food, which I did not do before. I don't touch the food itself. I'm just handling the bags with gloves. Let me clarify. Right. I'm not like reaching in and messing with your KFC famous bowl. Like, oh, that's gravy. <laughs> oh, yes. My favorite thing to touch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... We're doing all these extra steps now, right? We've got disinfectant spray. We've got hand sanitizer everywhere. We've got gloves everywhere. A lot of people have masks. I'm yeah. I'm leaving it. All right. I'm, I don't care. Um, <laughs> if it gets me, it gets me. At that point, I guess at masks is where I draw the line. So, hmm. eh. but um, so amid all of this pandemic, first off, I had an order. At an Indian food restaurant, right? Right. And it's one of my favorite places. Every time I deliver their food, is my car smells like Indian food. Mm. Some people hate that smell. That is my weakness smell, okay? <laughs> as soon as I'm smelling that chicken tikka masala, I'm like, oh, I should have stopped here for dinner. Oh, curry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I go in there, and I don't know how they interpreted the pandemic rules <laughs> but first off there were still people dining second off the guy wouldn't hand me the order until he saw the order on my phone right so i show him the order on my phone and he confirms the order he, don't he, he touched your phone he touched my phone mm. first of all i don't know where your hands been <laughs> I don't know how often you actually wash them. I don't know you. Don't touch my fucking phone. Second off, you're not even fucking supposed to. Like, you can see me and ask if I can confirm the order in front of you. <laughs> Seems a little unnecessary, but I get it. If you've been burnt before, you want to be a little more careful. I suppose. However, do not touch my phone. First off, I don't know who you are. And second off... You don't know who I am. <laughs> what if I dropped my phone in the toilet this morning <laughs> and like you just played in my poo water? Like, <laughs> I'm not that gross, guys, but I'm just saying, like, we don't know each other. So, how do you just know that there's not going to be a bunch of nasty ass germs amid a pandemic? <laughs> Anyways, 
that one kind of pissed me off. Yeah, don't touch my phone. I don't I was, know you. I was literally like, That's my purse. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have curfews, right? We Most places are allowed to be open from noon to eight. And that is it. And it has been crazy. Um, the curfews. <laughs> well, hold on. We'll get to that, okay? First off, a lot of the restaurants won't even let you go in to pick up the order. But they also won't let you go through the drive-thru if they've got one. So what you have to do is you have to wait outside and call the store and then they will meet you outside. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's nobody in there, so they're not busy inside. (laughs) Hope. Um, um, Most of them wouldn't let you go in. And then the ones that do, they have their lobby and bathrooms blocked off. So like even McDonald's, their lobby doors are locked. You can't go in. Period. (laughs) (laughs) the restroom thing just kind of bothers me because one i get it okay everything's closed off you were told that however like you know i'm human too y'all are already using the restroom so you already have to clean them what really is it hurting if i go pee real quick in the fucking bathroom in between dashes or right before i pick up an order or something you know what i mean but they won't let dashers use their bathrooms like we're making all of their business right now right and they have the audacity to be like nah bitch you can go piss in a bucket i don't care yeah yeah i I mean being as somebody that's on both sides well that's the thing right i am i understand that side too because you don't know me or where i've been yeah that's all kinds of cooties right now but i also see it from your side like you 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 work in your car your car doesn't have a bathroom i wish man trust me (laughs) I would exchange. No, I wouldn't exchange the driver's seat. That would be really <laughs> uncomfortable. Excuse me. Hold on a minute. <laughs> no. Um. So, like, I get it. You know, I do. I get the reason that they blocked it all off. But we're still essential still employees, <laughs> and I'm still fucking human. I have to pee. I have to poo. Not always. It's not like I'm a fucking constant stream of waste here. Okay. However, when I gotta go, I gotta go. Man, those pregnancies knocked my bladder control out the fucking window. So like I had yesterday, I had to go, right? It wasn't an emergency, but I was just like, all right, you know, I'm in between orders. I stop at a gas station. I was like, hey, you guys have bathrooms? And they're like, we close them off to the public due to the pandemic. I'm like, great, I'm out of here. So I go to the next one. Same answer. So then I go to the next one and they're like, yeah, but you need a key. I'm like, okay, well, give me the key. And so they give me the key and I go in there and it's the scariest fucking bathroom. Of course it is. That's why they let you use it. (laughs) Was it the cleanest restroom as they can? Was that a Speedway quote? No, that was that was when I used the, a public bathroom. Remember we? I know, but what one episode, was? So it was it was not a speedway. Yeah, this was a speedway, and it was <laughs> terrifying. It was like a a golo or something. I don't remember. <laughs> As we can. <laughs> well, let me tell you, they can't. <laughs> oh, it was gross. <laughs> I had to levitate and pee. You know how hard that is after you're like borderline ready to go in your own pants. You know, I've never really seen a clean Speedway bathroom. Me either. <laughs> but I usually don't go to Speedway for their bathrooms. I don't usually use public restrooms. I try to avoid them it's as Im- much as I can. It's really impossible when you're in the car for 12 plus hours. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, man. So the ridiculousness of this bathroom situation has me really trying to limit my time dashing because I'm so burnt, man. Right. I'm not burnt. On the job. I'm not burnt on the extra steps for sanitation. I'm burnt on the craziness dealing over with a the crazy. fucking bathroom. Well, the crazy, dealing with the crazy in general. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild out there. <laughs> Shit's lit, fam. I saw a sign at a business on our way back home this morning. And <laughs> their sign said, uh, this March sure has been some madness, huh? <laughs> 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 I think that wraps up our our work. All right. So moving on to (laughs) In the News. In the News. We all know people can be wild. 
Yes, even in public. Sometimes things get so wild, they make the news. Hey, here's some news articles we found. So what is your news article, Lexi? I hope you're ready for this. This is going to make you laugh. I'm ready for a laugh. It is 100% retail and pandemic related. (laughs) So appropriate. Finger guns. (laughs) This article is from Traveler and the headliner is coronavirus. Forget toilet paper. Shoppers in the Netherlands are panic buying weed. (laughs) (laughs) We need to make it through two weeks. Shortly after 5 p.m. on Sunday, the government of the Netherlands issued an urgent decree to control the coronavirus outbreak, virtually all restaurants and bars were being ordered to shut their doors until April 6th, effective less than an hour later at 6 p.m. Included in the ban were the famed coffee shops, which sell more pot than pots of joe. <laughs> Within minutes of the announcement, lines stretched around the block at shops across the Netherlands as stoners sought to stock up on enough weed to get them through weeks of quarantine. Now that's going to be a lot of weed. <laughs> All I'm hearing is Adam Sandler and the hot chick. Well, you can put your weed in there. <laughs> we were going to get groceries and saw a huge line in front of the coffee shop, said said a student in Amsterdam. Gunters. Gunters. Gunters upis. Gunters upis. <laughs> Gunter. I'm really uh, bad at sorry. this. Sorry. Sorry. We okay. love you. We decided to get some too before it closed. <laughs> Almost. We as- were. Wait a minute. We were on our way to get groceries, which are essential for nutrition, but we wanted to make sure that we got the weed first, man. <laughs> well, they're closing down everything non-essential, <laughs> so the grocery store is going to stay open. Uh, this is true, yes. But the weed shop ain't, <laughs> so we got to get in line. <laughs> Shimmy's on over. <laughs> it's two weeks. Oh shit, that's a lot of pot. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. It depends. What does two we- two weeks worth of weed look like well, to a regular all, smoker? How many are stuck in one house? Oh, mm. <laughs> now she's asking the powerhouse questions. I mean, okay, these are the real questions here. If you have more than one stoner in one house that is stuck together for two weeks, <laughs> you can run out of pot. You can go through a lot of pot really fast. Yeah, you can. Because you get social. Mm-hmm. And then you get bored. Mm-hmm. And then you get hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next thing you know, you've you've smoking a week's worth of pot in one day. <laughs> Shimmies around the house. <laughs> yeah. Aw. That's <laughs> what I imagine people who smoke pot regularly to do. They just shimmy around the house. They're like the big Lebowski. Well, that's like like your your opinion, opinion, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Almost as soon as the lines popped up, another group hit the streets. Illegal dealers. While marijuana is tolerated in the Netherlands, it's never been fully legalized. And selling it outside of official channels is a crime. But that didn't stop suppliers from working the lines at the coffee shops where they could be seen passing out cards with their phone numbers and promising prompt deliveries at about three times the price in stores. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, This picture, like, why are they lined up across the street? Like, why aren't they just down the sidewalk? <laughs> okay, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it's a line. It's a long line, and it stretches all the way across the street when there's a sidewalk right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Unfortunately, we couldn't help everybody as we needed to close within 30 minutes, said Bart Wallenberg, who owns two coffee shops. Street dealers immediately jumped into the gap. Then, just as quickly as they were closed, the coffee shops were back in business. Oh, okay. after after an emergency meeting Monday evening under pressure from mayors concerned about a potential upsurge in street crime as the business shifted underground, the government said pot stores could reopen for carry out as long as customers <laughs> maintained a sufficient distance from one another. It would be just like picking up a pizza. <laughs> this is awesome. Hold on. I mean, the weed industry is essential. <laughs> if you don't want crime. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> Science, bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it will be just like picking up a pizza, said Hubert Brules, mayor of Nijmegen. <laughs> if that's how I'm saying it, that's how I'm saying it. All right. All right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. People of the Netherlands. Never I may be butchering the fuck out of all of this. All of it. Forgive me. Sorry. I am an, a very ignorant American. Yes. Anyways, it's a city near the German border. Uh, Volenberg, who's in a group chat with about 240 other sh- uh, coffee shop owners, said his stores are open, as are most of the other shops. The weed industry is a big tourist draw in the Netherlands, as well as a significant business with legal sales estimated by various studies at roughly 1 billion euros, 1.1 billion dollars a year. Uh, shutting down would have meant that five to 10,000 people who work in coffee shops suddenly would be sitting at home doing nothing, Wallenberg said. <laughs> See? But for now, <laughs> we're a pickup counter. It's pretty much business as usual. <laughs> the people need their weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have a whole bunch of potheads sitting in their houses for two weeks with no pot. They're <laughs> like, man, I'm bored. Maybe I should crime about it. <laughs> Let's start I a riot. Know- I want to know where that comes from, this idea that at the moment they run out of weed, that they're just going to spontaneously burst. (laughs) They just immediately went with that. (laughs) Like, I've seen Reefer Madness, but you have to see it and know that it's dumb as hell. Okay? Anyways, Amy, what's your article? My article comes from USA Today. McDonald's made scented candles that smell like a quarter pounder. (laughs) your face (laughs) do you love mcdonald's quarter pounder burgers enough to have the smell wafting around you at all times as part of its quarter pounder fan club the fast food giant is offering several special items to display your love of the quarter pounder including scented candles (laughs) it's a six pack of candles and it features six distinct smells um what are there more than one quarter pounder smell listen 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 one candle smells like 100 percent fresh beef oh and it makes me uncomfortable (laughs) what does that candle smell like (laughs) the thought of that candle coming come home to that candle being lit all day (laughs) i dare you hey baby you're looking around you're like what the fuck does it smell like ground beef (laughs) what the fuck Like, you come home and your significant other has lit the candles to set the mood. <laughs> Wrong candle, babe. You only set the mood for cheeseburgers, okay? <laughs> so, it's one that smells like beef, and then there's one that smells like ketchup, a pickle one, a cheese oh. one, an onion one, and a sesame seed bun one. So what, do you have to, like, put them all around in a circle to summon a fucking quarter pounder? <laughs> Like all the elements. Look, it's quite literally like six fucking candles. Look, all I'm saying is somebody's out there with a fucking alchemy chalk circle (laughs) trying to fucking manifest a quarter pounder from nothing with these candles. They're like, we have to light the pickle and onion at the same time, or the spell won't work. (laughs) Burn together for maximum deliciousness. (laughs) What the fuck? The website listing says the candles are coming soon, and McDonald's said in a statement that candles are available in extremely limited quantities. If you love quarter pounders, but not a constant lingering aroma, (laughs) the fan club site also offers a locket with images of the burger. (laughs) That's just creepy. And then also a quarter pounder calendar. Like, what the fuck? Look, I love me a quarter pounder. I do. I like quarter pounders. But I do not love quarter pounders enough to <laughs> carry around a locket. So I'm going to guess now, shot in the dark, that you're not going to participate in the summoning of a quarter pounder <laughs> with me. Like, I need to know now so I can cancel my order. Damn. <laughs> What? <laughs> who? Like, I just want to meet the people who are like in their marketing. Hear me meetings. out. Hear me yeah, out. Yeah, there's this guy, and he says, <laughs> "Hear me out." Candles. 
But there are six of them, and when they're all lit, smells like a quarter pounder. Fucking CEO (laughs) of McDonald's is like, yes, this guy's fucking brilliant. He gets it. (laughs) (laughs) See, the CEO of McDonald's met with the CEO of Dunkin' Donuts. And they went to lunch together. <laughs> I can't. I can't with y'all. I just love that. I always love thinking about those marketing meetings. These meetings happen. It's like a table full of people, like tossing around ideas. Like the people who are calling the shots, and these are the shots they're calling. Exactly. That's what makes me laugh These so people hard. make thousands of dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if not millions. Look. look. All right, quarter pounder candle guy just got promoted, okay, for some fucking candles. <laughs> Bag of bacon, dude. He's dude, millionaire. Like, owns two yachts now. Probably a couple for the of Teslas. Bag of fucking bacon. <laughs> Look, I'm ready. Hire me on. I got some ideas. All right, first idea. We catch a rabid squirrel. Wait. <laughs> Wrong setting. This is not for a restaurant. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> I'm not going to let you guys know the rest of that. You'll have to guess. <laughs> Be careful when handling rabid squirrels. You could get rabies. <laughs> she knows. Look, it was she one time. Rabid. It was the once. <laughs> it was the one time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Is it back room time? It's time for the back room. Let's shimmy. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. <laughs> we're shimmying into the back room. Ew. All right. Everybody grab your hand sanitizer. We're about to get dirty. It's about to get gross. For real, though. Brace yourselves. The back room is coming. That's right. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> gross. gross. So we're in the middle of this pandemic, right? Sure are. People are stuck in their houses for the next two weeks. Sure are. I feel like I know where you're getting at with this. You know exactly where I'm getting at with this. Oh, did somebody quarantine themselves with porn? This guy came into the store and bought a hundred dollars worth of porn. <laughs> How much? A hundred. Mm. <laughs> he said, I'm about to be stuck in here for a while. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> Although there might be a few suspicious socks. I was just like, mm. oh no. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was, it was something. Uh, sounds like something, all right. <laughs> I was just like, mm, not not gonna say anything. I didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. It's very awkward for the both of us. <laughs> so, my first title is called Big Tit Power Agent. <laughs> she can close any deal. <laughs> can she? Is that her superpower? Is closing deals? That's interesting. I guess she's a real estate. Agent of sorts, because it's brought to you by Property Sex. Property. (laughs) Some agents are just natural salespeople. They know just what to say to close the deal. But the best agents can get the deal done without saying a word. (laughs) Oh, really? Not even a word? Not even a letter? The buyer wasn't sure, so Alexis Adams used her natural attributes to sweeten the deal. <laughs> it's going to eye roll forever. <laughs> using my name in porn, you guys. It's not even what I'm into. I'm into crafts. <laughs> not porn. <laughs> <laughs> this big tit queen gets a reward when her customer has a cock almost as big as her boobs. What does that even mean to have a cock as big as your boobs? I don't know. (laughs) It's just really round. Maybe it has a tumor in it. Not sure. (laughs) Even if the house isn't so nice, 
Once she whips out these beauties, every man becomes a buyer. <laughs> is that how you make your sales? She, She's got she the highest quota is a for big sales. Tit power agent. She sure is. <laughs> Must be in Florida. <laughs> Are we in Florida? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? No sale. Rips, rips chest open. Rips blouse. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my first one here is Miss Magnificent. So this is a late 70s tribute yes, all to, the bush. to a 30s and 40s era idea. So this is like the original Superman <laughs> times, right? So this is Miss Magnificent. Okay. Miss Magnificent does two things, and one of them is fly. <laughs> One of them is fly. <laughs> <laughs> when mild-mannered L.A. Times reporter Linda Kent discovered that or discovers that her intergalactic arch nemesis Creta Bor- Borgia <laughs> has landed on Earth and what? has begun kidnapping people, what? including her boyfriend, what? for use in her diabolical plans for world sexual domination. <laughs> Linda transforms into her alter ego, Miss Magnificent, dun, dun, out da. to save the day and use her super sexual powers to defeat Krita <laughs> while rescuing her boyfriend in the process. But when Krita learns of Miss Magnificent's valiant efforts to combat her, she becomes determined to destroy the fearless superhero or at least seduce her. Ooh. <laughs> Anyways, Amy. My second one is called Porno Academy. <laughs> I wonder what they're training for. Lesson of the day. French students. <laughs> Wait, that's a lesson? Or like a type of <clears throat> student? <laughs> lesson plans, classes, homework, and hardcore sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's business as usual at Porno Academy. The only university where a visit to the principal's office ends in a facial. Oh. And every girl gets punished. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's brought to you by Let's Do It Productions. School is in session. (laughs) Finger guns. Smoky, seductory finger guns. Pew, pew. All right. It's my second one. You ready for this? Yep. It's The Sex Files. Alright, The Sex Files, a dark triple X parody. Federal agents Dana Scully and Fox Mulder are sent to investigate a series of mysterious homicides. A common thread of the murders are the occult images and symbols found at the scene of each crime. With time against them, Scully and Mulder must solve the riddle that will eventually lead them to someone or something they have never encountered before. Which is? That, that, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. So there's an X-Files porn parody. <laughs> so there's that. Finger guns. Woo. <laughs> does that wrap up back room it does all right so is it tea time amy it's tea time lexi clink. clink so my first story is titled you know sir i don't think that thong is your style <laughs> are you sure he might like it <laughs> um so a little information to start i'm a female and at the time i was about 20 years old i am a huge smart aleck for the most part that doesn't care what others think of me Anyway, on to the story. I used to work at the retail store that loves blue. For the most part, I worked in frozen and dairy. Blue? Oh, the blue. The blue one. Not going to say We which. know. <laughs> it might be a schmalmart. <laughs> <laughs> or a schmeyer. Schmeyer's red, isn't it? That's tart. That's schmargit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> but we digress. Um, I worked in Frozen and Dairy, which I loved because I am the type of person that can be in about 35 degree weather and shorts and a t-shirt all day long. Not me. I'm no, not that kind of person. I'm not either. I'm always cold. But occasionally they would have me work as a cashier. One day I was cashiering for a few hours and was able to finally go on break and back to my department. 
How our store was set up was that there were five large aisles that run from the front of the store all the way to the back, with the middle one cutting the clothing department in half. This totally sm- smells like Schmalmart. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the men's section on one side and women's on the other. Right in the middle was a changing room. One day, as I was uh, I was walking down the center aisle on my way to break, and just as I was passing the changing rooms, which was very busy at the time, a gentleman, we'll call him G, stopped to ask me a question. G is in G string. <laughs> Or G is in gentleman, Amy. No. Jesus. G is in G string. <laughs> she skipped right past the dinner date, y'all. For shame. <laughs> uh, for context, <laughs> trying to get through this. For context, this happened in an area that is very conservative and still has a lot of farmers. Uh, one of the best things we're known for is rodeos. So Yeehaw. G stopped me, looked the G who stopped me. <laughs> Sorry, I had to read that right. Happened to be in his 40s and was full-on cowboy. I mean, Wrangler jeans, cowboy hat and boots, handlebar mustache, the works. Mm -hmm. So this is what he says. He says, hey, do you have this in my size? I look down and see in his hands he's holding a neon green thong. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. You have this in my size. Um, Without missing a beat, I said, you know, sir... I'm not sure if we do or not. I usually work in frozen or dairy. Sorry. He says, well, do you happen to know if they have different types and different colors? <laughs> I'm not sure. I have to admit that the one with more frills would probably be more your style. <laughs> he said, I was thinking pink or red would look better. <laughs> I said, I wouldn't recommend pink or red, but that's just me. I like greens and blues. So we went on for about five minutes just talking about what style would like would look best on G. Finally, he said, thanks for your help. We <laughs> said goodbye and parted ways. And I laughed so hard when I got to the break room. The entire time he and I were talking, there was a teenage girl standing behind him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what I'm assuming is she was his daughter or something. And she just watched and listened, but was shocked or she wasn't shocked or horrified. Made me think of something they had to do for a class or something. That's totally something my dad would do. I wouldn't. I couldn't. (laughs) My dad, he's done some crazy things to me in public. (laughs) Your dad, oh my gosh. There was one time that um, we, my parents had a very good friend and she was like a another mom to me yeah and there was one time that my dad and her decided that they were going to get dressed up to go to the grocery store and (laughs) my dad wore just regular pants but he had a thong on underneath his pants and you could see the thong (laughs) of you know on top of his pants and then he wore like one of my pajama tops so it was like a crop top on him I need and, photo evidence of Daddy Norman my, rocking the crop talk and G-string, okay? And, and my dad, um, he had long hair at that time, and he put it he put it up in um, piggy tails, <laughs> like this. And, and then he had, like, a little, like, basket that he carried and had, like, fake flowers in it. And then he did this weird, like, side sachet sachet walk thing everywhere he went (laughs) that's what it's like living with my father (laughs) you really don't know what you're gonna expect the next time you see him no you really don't that's honestly what makes him so fun (laughs) it's a surprise for everybody (laughs) um all right what's your story amy my story is called Old man tells me I should wear a sign that says I'm stupid around my neck. Oh, really? Mm. (laughs) So this happened a few years ago. I was a cashier at a local grocery store, and that day was handling the self-checkouts. The self-checkouts would break constantly and usually only take one type of payment or another, cash or card, but almost never both at a single time. (laughs) This one day was pretty busy and an elderly man comes up on a riding cart. I tell him the one he's chosen is cards only, which was on the screen and even provided a prompt you had to read and agree to before starting your checkout. He acknowledged me and the prompt and checked his groceries. 
As soon as he's finished, of course, he pulls out cash and gets pretty frustrated the machine won't take it. I remind him the machine was cards only, but I could pull his order over to my register and finish his transaction there. The only issue was that we would have to wait a moment for a supervisor to approach as it required a supervisor to suspend transactions and move them to another register. That is, like, complicated, I, I know, feel. I was just thinking about that. I was like, whoa, that was a lot of words. Like, hey, you gotta rescan all this shit elsewhere. Well, no, you just have to suspend it and move it. It's already all scanned up and everything. Oh. But anyway, I'm yeah. I'm adding an extra step, even. So, he held his cash out to me and told me to just take the money and give him his change. He wanted me to open my register, an action that would also need a supervisor's approval, do the math from the total on his screen, and give him his change right then. Let me just look for you. <laughs> I told him I couldn't do that as a supervisor had to manually open the register for me when not in a transaction. And this grown man straight up looks at me and says, that's stupid. You should wear a sign around your neck that says you're stupid. Oh, no. Then Mm-mm. he just left without his stuff. Bye. Rude. <laughs> Some people just act like you have to go out and get your own stuff you're gonna have to cope people act so entitled like (sighs) you're wasting my precious seconds my precious time your time is not any more important than my time right just saying (laughs) just throwing that out there (laughs) mine's valuable too (laughs) oh my gosh i love the difference in reactions now that we're essential workers in the pandemic world essential i mean I'll bring you your Chick-fil-A. It's cool. <laughs> I'm sure you were going to die without it. <laughs> Sorry. Where did that come from? I was just... What is your next story? My second story is titled, Chill Lady, It's Just Milk. <laughs> just... Don't tell anybody to chill right now. Right. Nobody's well, chilling. This... So this happened a little over a year ago. Oh. So this is normal times. Okay. Stuff. So this okay. is pandemic times. This is normal times. Oh. So this happened a little over a year ago when I was still new and working at my job as a courtesy clerk. Uh, it was late at night and the store was near its closing time. As a result, there weren't that many people in other lines and none in mine. So me and my cashier co-worker, let's call her Annie, <laughs> were waiting for customers to come to our line whenever. Eventually, a woman comes to our line and places her gallon of milk onto the conveyor belt. Annie gives her the general greetings of, Good afternoon, and, Will that be all? Something about this lady's demeanor sort of put me on edge initially. It may have been, a, it may have been her face at the time. She really looked pissed off about something, but seemed like she was trying to bite it back to buy her milk. Her total came up to a certain amount, and she was a few coins short. She glared at Annie for a second before saying, For real? Then she turned and walked away from the register without another word. We weren't exactly sure what she intended to do, so Annie asked me to put the milk into the cooler, which was only a few bleh, which was only a few feet away. A few minutes after I had done that, the lady came back into the store and walked briskly back to our lane. She looked around and then glared at Annie again. You put my milk back? She snapped in a really pissed off tone. I can't go and get it for you, I said before I quickly walked back to the cooler to get her milk. As I was coming back, I noticed the tension was starting to rise between this lady and Annie. The lady was growling and swearing at Annie under her breath, calling her all sorts of names. But here's one thing about Annie. Annie is a really nice lady. She's a real joy to work with. But when she gets upset, you'll know. And if she's mad... Oh, boy. (laughs) So here I am, my head going back and forth like I'm watching a tennis match as these two are tossing insults back and forth. It's quickly becoming more and more heated. Annie finally counts out the change and hands it to the lady. And of course she takes the money and leaves as not cause a bigger scene, right? Right. Wrong. Oh. (laughs) The lady balls her fist and chucks the change right into my coworker's face. Uh Uh-uh. Annie was pissed. Yep, I would be too. I really thought she was going to jump over the counter and deck this little old woman in the face. Anyone who was at the front uh, was all in shock as the two yelled at each other. This continued until the lady turned and left just as quickly as she came. A few minutes go by and security guard at the time comes back up to the front and says, What happened? 
he asked, looking around at everybody. Everyone whipped their heads around at him. Where were you? <laughs> I was on <Jeez>. break. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. All right. <laughs> I was on break. <laughs> what a great time to take a break. Right. The one time we're going to need you tonight, Jerry. <laughs> you had one Christ. fucking job. Jesus, Jerry. Jesus, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Parks and Rec all over again. <laughs> Wait, your name's Gary? <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love Parks and Rec. I do, too. Fucking Ron Swanson. <laughs> Ron Swanson would cure this COVID. You know he would. He would just by looking at it. <laughs> He's like on the Chuck Norris level. Right. He's fucking Ron Swanson. You just don't <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> All right, Amy. Anyways, that's your next story. Customer throws baskets. Oh, man. We got customers throwing all kinds of shit today. <laughs> right? So, a few years ago, when I still worked loss prevention at a discount retail store, we had one situation that nearly had us calling the outlet mall security. This small family was doing a return of a box of cookware and told our front-end supervisor that when they opened the box, some of the pans had burn marks on them. Hmm. Interesting. According to the receipt... The cookware was bought nearly a week ago, so the front-end supervisor was suspicious that they had only just opened the box. Yeah. The front-end supervisor decided to go with her instinct and begin to question the transaction. Did the box look like it was open when you bought it? No. Did you ask the cashier to check to make sure the pieces were all there? No. Are you sure you didn't use these? That last question caused the father to get defensive and aggressive. Since we can't control people, oftentimes boxes of cookware or dishes get opened and pieces get lost or broken so we can check them before purchase. And we unfortunately cannot return items if they have been used. The man continues to argue to the point the manager is called. The manager tells them the same thing the front-end supervisor was implying. The pans look used, and if the box wasn't opened when you bought them, then you probably used them yourself. (laughs) The man walks away to get another set, thinking they will exchange. And as he did, his wife admitted to the manager and the front-end supervisor that yes, they did use the pans. (laughs) Several times. And are upset that the metal had gotten burnt on the underside. Um. <laughs> Do we understand how fire works and heat and such? No? Anybody? Um. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> when my manager told the man when he came back that his wife said they did use the pans, he started screaming at the manager. The manager eventually told him to take the pans and leave our store as we will not be doing a return. The man storms off to the door, but stops by our stack of hand baskets for customers and throws an entire row of them across the store. <laughs> he just chucks the entire fucking... <laughs> Take that, you bitches. <laughs> Take that, baskets. <laughs> Funny thing was that he left the pans, so now he has no money and no pans. Oops. <laughs> oh. That's how to be stupid in two different Languages. ways <laughs> in one swift moment. <laughs> he was stupid in multiple ways in one moment, but <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end of tea time. Woo. So, Lexi and I thought that it'd be fun to do something a little different today. Oh, we sure are doing something different today. Instead of talking about non-work-related things, we thought that it'd be fun to take you guys on a a journey of our past. A journey down Lexi and Amy's memory lane. Of retail jobs. Of retail. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We said it. (laughs) But let us start back, back, back in the past. Way back. <laughs> About <laughs> 17 years ago, to be exact. For you. For me. About to, 10 years ago for me. 
to when Amy got her first job. Would you consider telemarketing retail? No, probably not. But it's retail in a way. You do sell goods, but it's yeah, yeah no, it's not retail. That's call service. <laughs> it's call center. Um, but anyway, you're still dealing with customers, right? <laughs> yep. So I was 15, young, naive, sweet, sweet little Amy. This was before they hired I hired you at 15. At 15, yeah, I was I was getting ready to be 16 soon, and I had a work permit. So, yes, I was able to work legally. That is wild. So, fun fact, everybody. Me and Amy actually had the same, the literal exact same place in all very first jobs. <laughs> we had the same first jobs, you guys. Yeah, and we didn't even know each other, but it was di- first jobs, different times. So, it's 17 years ago. Amy is 15, almost 16 years old. And I am introduced to the world of telemarketing. Oof. And it was something. I do not really like, I don't know, new things freak me out. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like, every time you get a new job, you get super nervous about everything, you know? Oh, my God, everything. And (laughs) this is a telemarketing job, so you're... You're calling people that have direct TV and you're trying to get them to upgrade their direct TV. Okay. Okay. Like trying to get them to add things and stuff. I'm so, trying to imagine baby face Amy. <laughs> baby Amy. Yeah. Little baby Amy in a telemarketing facility. Uh, Easy telemarketing. It's bad. I was a few years older. Like, okay. And it was a nightmare for me. This place is a place that only people that can't get jobs other places are getting jobs at. These people are on house arrest, work release. Drugs. Stuff like that, you know? Lots and lots of drugs. And then um, I lasted two weeks at that place. (laughs) Two weeks, and only because the first week is training, and you don't have to be on the phones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lasted four months. Oh, well, you lasted way longer than I did. And here, you want to hear the funny thing? What? I got laid off. Oh, geez. How do you get laid off from a call center? How does that happen? <laughs> so, the first week... Was nothing but training, staying in the classroom, and having fun with your little, you know, uh, buddies in the class with you. So, first week is always fine. And then, they put you out on the floor. (laughs) And it is a fucking shit show out there, folks. It is hell. It really is. People are... Yelling at each other, getting in fights in the backgrounds and everything. Well, and then, of course... People hate telemarketers. Yeah. Nobody I'm, likes when you call them. I'm like little Amy and I am very mousy at this point. I, my first two days weren't that bad on the phones. They weren't that bad. And then my third day, like the freaks started coming out, you know, like not only at the call center itself, but in the phones. Like mm-hmm. I'm a little girl. And I got people, like, dudes, like, grown-ass men, like, hitting on me and, like, telling me that I got a sexy voice (laughs) and that I should be a phone sex operator and shit. They have no idea who's on the other end of that line. I'm 15, (laughs) y'all. And then I'm, like, I remember that there was another time that I called somebody and I just had somebody like rip me a new asshole, it made me cry. Mm-hmm. And I was I was done. So I took off my headset and I paused my cue or whatever and I go and I find my training coach because he's the only one that I've really gotten to know at this point because I've only been here for 8 days and he's the only one that I've gotten to talk to. Yep. <laughs> so I go and I find him. And I look into the classroom, which is where his, it's also his office, right? But it's a big office. His desk's in there, but it's a classroom. I see him at his desk, but the light's off. The light's off in the room. And he's just sitting at his desk like this, like, see, like this. He's just sitting there like this. 
<laughs> oh, no. So I think that he's like, I don't know, got a headache or something, you know? Lights are off. He's sitting there at his desk, like, with his eyes closed. You know, maybe he's just trying to rest his eyes. Got a headache. So I walk in, and the lights turn on. And, and he, like, immediately is like, oh, shit. And he jumps up, and his freaking penis is out. And then I look under the freaking desk, and I see feet under the desk. Oh. Dude is getting a blowjob <laughs> from one of the employees. <laughs> nice. And I was like, oh, uh, sorry. I'm <laughs> <Just laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, like, turn around. I'm mortified. I'm so embarrassed. And then I, like, run to the bathroom. And so then when I run into the bathroom, there is a person snorting coke off of the freaking sink in the bathroom. And then there's somebody in the first... There's two stalls in this bathroom, right? Yeah. And there's somebody in the fucking bathroom right next to him, like, smoking crack. Jesus Christ. I was like, nope. And I noped the fuck out of there. This is not my place. I left. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Okay, so it might have been a little more exciting for you than it was for me. (laughs) I was not having it. Two weeks. I stayed. (laughs) Um, So I was there for four months, and I started on nights, and then I switched to days. I started this job at 18. Okay. (laughs) The uh, training I got was they gave me a piece of paper. It told me to read as much as I could. And however fast and however many words I got, that's where I was placed. That was my training. All right. (laughs) There was no downtime. I literally just sat there and fucking stumbled through these scripts until I got it. (laughs) So we sold bullshit identity theft protection on already (laughs) protected cards. (laughs) I hated doing it. It was like such a confliction of my morals. Like there's these little old grandmas that aren't dicks. Trust me, there was plenty of dicks on the phone. Okay. But they're like these sweet little old ladies that can barely even respond. And they're like, oh, I I need this. And I'm like, you really don't though. You already have it. Don't do it. (laughs) You're too sweet. You probably baked cookies before we got on the phone. (laughs) I can smell them. (laughs) So um, my supervisor was... Um, an ex-con who had just gotten out of prison for dealing cocaine. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, who later got fired and replaced for the same thing. <laughs> like a month in, all of a sudden, my regular night soup was gone. It was a new guy. And the new guy decided that anything that didn't look normal was drugs. What? But he was in the wrong place. Everything was drugs in that fucking building. <laughs> yep. Literally. Nobody... Really, barely anyone was sober that worked there. And I'm pretty sure it was mostly supervisors. Yeah. Some. So, we, uh, I used to get really bad allergies and my eyes would puff up and get red. They're (laughs) not as bad now. No, my face used to swell shut. Like, um, Martin, uh, uh, uh. Bad Boys 2. Oh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence with the Bumblebee. <laughs> or no, it's not what that is. That's National Security. That's the movie. Martin Lawrence, National Security, the bee sting. That's what I look like when spring hits, okay? <laughs> I don't need bees for that to happen. It used to be that bad for me. And my supervisor at the time decided that I was high as fuck and needed to go home because my eye and ear and cheek were swollen shut. Because that's what happens when you get I'm literally high. like Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> and he's like, you're high. Go home. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> I really just need some Benadryl, but okay. <laughs> I was done, man. Um no, I ended up getting laid off because they were trying to keep pumping life into a dead campaign. Yeah. Because some people didn't know any better, but most people knew that their cards were already protected by their own banks and right. they didn't need your bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, but I don't miss it, though. Um, I remember there was a time when we were all on the floor and somebody decided that they just needed a smoke break. So they went out and they were smoking spice. Oh, shit. That synthetic weed bullshit. And I'm on a call just going through the script and I see like a bunch of officers beelining (laughs) through our fucking call floor to the smoking area. And I'm like, 
What's, what's that about? What's, what's going on, guys? <laughs> hey. Oh, my gosh. That was as wild as it got for me, though. <laughs> Poor Amy. Poor baby Amy. Baby Amy. Was fucking ruined after that. She's like. It went all downhill from there. <laughs> she's like, I will never trust another boss like this again. <laughs> I will never do that. <laughs> Anyone being shady in a dark room can fuck off. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm not turning on that light. Nope. <laughs> ah, I choked on my own spit there. I promise it wasn't the Rona. The Rona. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus. I can't not hear it now. <laughs> Cardi B got in our heads, you guys. I love her with the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> Shit's getting real. Shit's getting real. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right. It's demographics time. Woo! We have a whole bunch of new stuff going on here. Oh, we do. Lexi. <gasps> Whoa, that's new. Who is our top city? We got Indianapolis, Indiana in first place. Hey. And we got Chicago, Illinois in second place. I know. Place. That's what I was like. That's new. See, they're all stuck in their houses. So. <laughs> they're giving us a good old listen. Thanks, Chicago. Hey, how y'all doing up there in the Windy City? Is it uh, scary now that you guys are on lockdown? Mm. In third place, we have our favorite and my least pronounceable, McKellen Flanders. Yep. M- Michelin? <laughs> like the Michelin man? No. Is it Michelin Flanders? Okay, it's McKellen. <laughs> Michelin, we don't know still. Michelin Flanders. Because those people over in Belgium aren't answering us. <laughs> hey, Belgium. <laughs> are you guys still alive? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask Google. She half the time lies to me. Yeah, she really does. She really does. She's like, oh, no, I don't have an answer for this. Make something <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. And we have a three-way tie for fourth. We sure do. We got Franklin, Indiana. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Ooh, hello. And Tigard, Oregon. Tigard, Oregon. Tigard. <laughs> Are you guys tigers? Well, they were tigered. <laughs> were you tigered? <laughs> <laughs> we're clever. <laughs> Welcome to the top four, everyone. Hey. We love you. Thanks for loving us back. All right. So if that's Dim's. Amy, you got a sign-off quote for us? I do. All right. We're going through some craziness right now, y'all, so let's just try and keep the shit together. Let's try and hold it together as best as we can. (laughs) (laughs) With what little glue we have. So, my quote this week is a Confucius quote. Confucius say, men who stand on toilet high on pot (laughs) oh wait sorry was that not the quote i guess we're doing a second confucius quote (laughs) it is our greatest glory is not in never falling but in rising every time we fall hell yeah so let us quarantine ourselves and get as safe and healthy as we can and hopefully in two weeks we will be able to rise again we will reemerge anew. We will re rise, right? <laughs> we will we rise, re rise. We will be risen. <laughs> we will rise so risen that it will be rose. Okay. That was a mess. I'm so yep. sorry. I don't even know where it comes from. It's All like right. the spirit of Confucius just took over took over my body. <laughs> and was like, ha, 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 I still got away with the high on pot joke. <laughs> But we also have a Patreon channel. So we have a whole <laughs> channel over there. Yes. Um, the first four episodes are free. And then after that, it's just $3 a month. And we send you guys stickers. Do you want stickers? We make <laughs> stickers. And every time, every time we make new stickers, we'll send them to you. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Happy quarantine. And may Woo. the odds be ever in your favor. make sure you go and like our facebook page confessions of retail all the tea also find our group fans of confessions of retail all the tea don't forget to find us on twitter we are at core pod 
Yeah, we are. Corat for life, yo. Corat for life, yo. And then you can also check out our Instagram page. Confessions of Retail Podcast. Woo! So, this is our stop. Until next week when the shit show rolls on. Amy and Lexi. Signing off. That was a Titan Cast episode.